Hello, you're listening to Neutral Wrestling. I am your host, Daniel. Today, number of topics, number of topics. We've got Raw to talk about SmackDown. Over the weekend, we had New Japan Power Struggle. We also had an MLW pay-per-view thrown in. Full gears coming up this weekend, but in what has to be one of the most, probably the busiest weeks in wrestling all year, which is saying a lot because it has been a busy week. We had... Possibly the biggest story so far this year. Yeah, I'm sure everybody now has heard everything all about it. This whole Saudi Arabia plane deal. What happened? Basically, so after the Crown Jewel show, last Thursday now was it? At the time recording, we're on Wednesday. So last Thursday, basically, the WWE wrestlers were set to board a plane and they were told not to board the plane. So they're wondering what's going on. There's all sorts of different stories coming out. And the gist of it is basically, from what we're hearing, is that there was a conflict of the money between Vince and the Saudi prince. Um, The money for the June Super Showdown um, event in Saudi Arabia was only paid on the day of Crown Jewel. Obviously, it should have been paid before then. So everybody is assuming, assuming... That has caused a big friction between the two parties. Obviously, there's also, we've heard the news, that the Crown Jewel show wasn't actually aired on Saudi Arabian TV. Um, They managed to sort something out halfway through the show, so it was on about an hour to an hour and a half delay. So, all this has gone into it. All this build-up has gone into it, and then the reports are coming out. The WWE superstars, they're not going to make it. In time for SmackDown on Friday night, the suit we had Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy, he was tweeting out that never again, never again was he going to be going to Saudi Arabia. We're assuming that's what it was. And WWE then issued a statement, and that statement read that due to mechanical issues, that yeah, you heard that right, mechanical issues, the WWE wrestlers would not be making it to SmackDown on Friday, but. The, the funny thing, well, not funny, but the thing about this, Vince McMahon got out. Vince McMahon, of course he did. Of course he did. He left all his talent in Saudi Arabia. And, of course, he was on his own private jet out of there. Why would he want to stay there any longer than he needs to? Um, so he'd left there. The big question is, did he know? Did he know what was going on? Did he know what was going to happen? Did he allow his wrestlers wrestlers, not superstars, to be used as a pawn in his game against this Saudi prince. Some people saying yeah, some people saying no, we'll probably never know. But what we do know is the WWE wrestlers are not happy with this. As I say, we had Buddy Murphy tweeting out, we had Carl Anderson's wife tweeting on Twitter, of course, that he would not be going to Saudi Arabia again to be held in a hostage-type situation. So we had Rusev tweeting out, And then when WWE issued the statement, there was the statement that some wrestlers found it so important to get to SmackDown that they charted for money for their own flight, which basically buried the wrestlers that didn't. So the wrestlers that didn't, once they arrived home, we had Luke Harper, Tyson Kidd, who is a producer at WWE, tweeting out saying stuff like, we didn't just want it enough. So... That is the gist of the story. The main thing is they are all back safely and soundly. But the fallout from this is still going on to this day. We probably will never know the truth. So after all this, so basically we're being told that it's a mechanical issue. Bollocks. I'm sorry, but bollocks. 
Do you know what I mean? Just WWE, one of the richest companies in the world. I'm sure they could have got these wrestlers out. Vince McMahon got out. Brock Lesnar got out. Why didn't Vince McMahon pay for a plane to get these wrestlers back to SmackDown? Why? Why, did, why would he not do that? Does he not care enough about his talent? Or were they being used in a bigger game? That is for the decision of you, the listener, to make. But I know what my thoughts on that is. Um, so, yeah. So, then we get to AJ Styles. So, once we're back, everyone's like, oh... The wrestling dirt sheets, they were over-exaggerating. I'm sorry, they were not over-exaggerating. The facts were there. The wrestlers missed SmackDown. The wrestlers' wives are in uproar on Twitter. The wrestlers are tweeting out never again. So we've got the wrestlers tweeting out never again. The wives are on Twitter complaining. The wrestlers miss SmackDown. But we're supposed to believe this was mechanical. Give me a break. So, let's go to AJ Styles, once formerly the king of the internet marks. Now, he is the company man towing that company line. I'll take you to an interview from Wrestling Inc. AJ Styles, we were supposed to leave after the show. We got to the airport. They weren't letting us go. What was the problem? Not really sure. Heard there was a fuel truck in the way. The guy who drove the f- truck had left to go home. I know this makes no sense. Of course, it doesn't make any sense because it's a load of bollocks. Why would the fuel guy leave if he knows he's got a plane that's leaving? Then there was some paperwork issues. Paperwork issues. I like that one. I do like that one. Very good. Very good. Finally, after at least four to five hours, we get on the plane. Then they found something wrong. The fuel or something or another was broken. People can say what they want. It wasn't broken. I talked to the pilot on that 14-hour flight with pilots. I guess they take naps as well. We were all chatting, sitting around on the flight, and he said, listen, there was a problem. That's a real thing. And then it's just, the problem was, we spent all that time from 1 o'clock all the way to 8 o'clock in the morning waiting to board this plane, and they're telling us we can't go anywhere because the pilots have timed out, blah, 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 blah. They're not allowed to go longer than 24 hours. Where are their guns? Where are the people yelling? Everybody off the plane? No, that never happened. My wife called me in a panic, scared to death. Well, Carl Anderson returned home and his wife tweeting out that he's not going back because of hostage situations. Sorry, it's one big cover-up. Load of bollocks. Load of bollocks. But you can make your own mind up if you want to believe Vince. Or, do you know what I mean? Who cares? We got the progression. Who cares about a 24-hour flight delay where you, using the superstars, the wrestlers, is being used. We got that progression. That memorable match between Natalia and Lacey Evans. Give me a break. Now, the other the other story that is, it, today it is all over wrestling Twitter. Seth Rollins, this absolute idiot Seth Rollins. I am sick of talking about Seth Rollins. The man is a clown. He, he, it's just what he is. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. He's great. He's a great wrestler. Do you know what I mean? Great wrestler. But uh, this year, what a bad year for Seth Rollins. So, basically, the gist of this... Um, Rollins has gone in on Dave Meltzer, one of the top wrestling journalists for people who don't know. Now, Meltzer has numerous sources in WWE. It's common practice. I'm sick of even oh, Meltzer makes things up. Let's go back to January of last year. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch is announced for WrestleMania. The whole wrestling internet community is going crazy with excitement. Dave Meltzer 
let's everyone know this match will not be happening. It will be a triple threat with Charlotte, which I tweeted. And I'm getting replies like, oh, he don't know what he's talking about. That's not going to happen. Why, why, why would he know this? How would he possibly know this? And then guess what? A week later, it's made into a triple threat match. So the numerous amount of times Dave Meltzer is right completely outweighs the times he's wrong. He's got sources in WWE, right? Obviously, there's going to be times where the sources don't give him the correct information. So on Monday night, there was this supposed locker room meeting where everyone was going to tear into how annoyed they were. All these big superstars were going to have a go at Vince McMahon. But did they do it? No, they bottled it. Nothing got said. We're going back to Saudi Arabia for the next 10 years, twice a year. And all these little idiots will run along, collect the 20 quid off Vince and be happy. That's what they're going to do. There's all this big talk on Twitter. Buddy Murphy, I can guarantee Buddy Murphy come super showdown, come the greatest WrestleMania Survivor Series, whatever bollocks they're going to do. Next June, Buddy Murphy will be on that plane. Make your own decision on it, but that, that for me is just what is going to happen. So anyway, so back to this meeting. So Dave Meltzer, he reports that Seth Rollins stood up in this meeting and basically gave a bit of an awkward, a bit of an awkward message from the locker room. He stood up, defended the locker room, but it came off a bit raw, raw. That was what Meltzer said. That is what Meltzer had been told. Brian Alvarez later confirmed that multiple sources had told him the same thing. But Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins comes up and says, No, Dave, my problem is that you're spreading complete lies. I gave no such speech. I said nothing before, during or after the meeting. So either you or your source is full of it. Either way, it's a bold-faced lie. And I kindly ask you to quit pushing it seriously. This guy, what is he doing? Why is he tweeting wrestling journalists, wrestling dirt sheets? Why? It's just embarrassing. He's supposed to be the top guy in the company. It is a joke. It is just... Can you imagine John Cena? Can we imagine John Cena tweeting Dave Meltzer 10 years ago or whatever social media it was 10 years ago or calling him out publicly on something that he said in the Observer. No, no, because John Cena was a superstar. Seth Rollins is just an insecure former independent wrestler who just got too big for his boots. I'm afraid that is what it is. I don't like coming on here and burying wrestlers as people because I've never done it. You can't name one time that I've done that on this show. But Seth Rollins... All year we've had him turn on his best friend John Moxley. We've had him wittering on about Will Ospreay. We've had him defending that horrific match at Crown Jewel. We had him crying on Corey Graves' podcast last week. And now we've got him on Twitter again, acting like a complete idiot. <sighs> he's just an idiot. Dave Meltzer came out and apologised. And I think he's an idiot for coming out an idiot. But he's stupid for coming out and apologising. He had nothing to apologise for. If he's been told something by a source, why not come out and say it? Do you know what I mean? Seth Rollins, just, I'm sick of talking about the guy, but he is one of the biggest stories in wrestling at the moment. But let's just turn the guy heel, because he's an idiot in real life, so why not have him portray an idiot on screen? I'm sure it won't be very difficult for him. So that's it on the Rollins-Meltzer thing. I'm sure you've been reading about it all day on Twitter. The Saudi Arabia plane issue, I'm sure we'll never actually completely know the truth, but... I think we can all get our own opinions on this. I'm sure more will come out when, I don't know, maybe when Rusev goes to eight, Rusev goes to AEW, maybe we'll get something. Someone, somewhere down the line, is going to leave WWE and tell everyone exactly what 
happened. So that's just a fact. That's what's going to happen. Shame it didn't happen a year ago when Moxley could have told it all on Jericho's podcast. Right, so a bit more WWE news. Randy Orton. Randy Orton has signed a new five-year deal with WWE. WWE tweeted out before that the Viper will be wrestling for them for another five years. What a surprise. What It comes as no surprise to me. It shouldn't come as any surprise to anyone. Randy Orton was clearly using the AEW thing just as a bargaining chip, just a bit like Vince McMahon used his wrestlers in Saudi Arabia. Randy Orton used AEW, he put the little pictures on Instagram, he followed Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes on Twitter, he's been at it all year, commenting on all the elite wrestling posts, and look what's happened, would you know it, he gets a five-year contract, why should you be surprised, Randy Orton, about 10 years ago, was one of the guys I loved to watch, some great matches Randy Orton had from 2007, 8, 9, 10, and then, got to 2011, and what happened, what happened? Nothing happened. Randy Orton has been phoning it in for almost a decade now. His last memorable one-on-one match, I think, was probably Christian. He just doesn't have a passion for going out there and giving good matches. He's all about getting paid. And you can't blame him, do you know what I mean? He's got about 12 kids at the moment. But he's all about getting paid. He was never going to go to AEW where he's actually going to have to do something. He might actually have to put some thought into his matches, not just sit there in a five-minute headlock. Do you know what I mean? I appreciate Randy Orton. I'm not going to be like, oh, Randy Orton's terrible. I think he's a bit overrated. But he's given us some great matches, memories over the last 15 years. But not having a go at him. At his age, if I'm him, I'm probably going to do the same thing. He has been there, done everything. Maybe he could have wanted to test himself. He may be in a different environment, a different company in front of a different fan base. I wish I could have seen it. Because Randy Orton is a top idiotic heel in AEW. would have been great. But... It's not going to happen because guess what? This man is not motivated. He's not motivated to go out there and have great wrestling matches. He just wants to get paid. As I've said, phone it in. Yeah, his character's great. His character in WWE, I like it. Do you know what I mean? He just doesn't care, does he? Just doesn't care. You get some decent, like, stories out of it. But it always evaluates to a crap match. His Jeff Hardy matches from last year. Rubbish. His Kofi Kingston title matches from SummerSlam, from Clash of Champions this year, were terrible. Do you know what I mean? He doesn't... His heart's not in it. So, the best place for him is WWE, where quite a few people's hearts aren't in it. They're just there for the paycheck. That is common knowledge. A lot of these wrestlers are only with WWE for the paycheck, and Randy Orton's face is on the front cover of those people. So yeah, Randy Orton, you can expect to see Randy Orton phoning it in in WWE for another five years. Right, so that's basically it on the WWE news. We've talked about the Saudi Arabia plane stuff. We've talked about Seth Rollins versus Dave Meltzer. We've talked about Randy Orton, another five years of phoning it in. So let's give WWE some credit. Smackdown, Smackdown, last Friday... So this was the show where the wrestlers were stuck on the tarmac. Were they stuck on the tarmac? Were they in a hotel? Guess we'll never know. AJ Styles saying they're in a hotel. The Observer, Fightful, they're saying they were stuck on the tarmac. So I guess guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. But yeah, so SmackDown, SmackDown. It has been labelled the best SmackDown of the decade by me. Others have said it's been the best SmackDown in years. And I just thought it was excellent. I was sat there on Saturday morning... And normally I'd probably breeze through the show in 45 minutes, but not this one. We had 
Brock Lesnar opening the show, leaving to go to Raw. That was a nice opening segment. We got Shayna Baszler attacking Bailey, attacking Sasha Banks. We had Tommaso Ciampa and The Miz going at it. We had Keith Lee and Matt Riddle beating down Sami Zayn. And we had that main event, the best WWE match of the year. Probably the best WWE match since Daniel Bryan's last great WWE match, Kofi Kingston at WrestleMania. Probably the best match in WWE before that was probably Daniel Bryan's match with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. I think we can notice the pattern. Daniel Bryan is the best wrestler on the main roster. So the fact he goes out there and has a great match with Adam Cole should be no surprise. Bryan looked amazing in this match. Cole looked great in it too. But the fact that Bryan can just go out there willy-nilly after not doing a lot for months and just go out there and just give these amazing matches... You will, you'll struggle. It's possibly the best WWE TV match since the Cena-Shawn Michaels match at Earl's Court, which I was at, by the way. Um, possibly, there's probably been others along the way, but for me, this is the one that stands out. I just thought it was a fantastic match. It was great that they put Adam Cole over clean. Part of me wanted Brian to win so we could see him weekly on NXT and get him off the main roster because... Hopefully now he's turned face, they're going to start using him properly. But at the moment, for the, the last eight, when he came back in New Orleans at WrestleMania 34, he was one of the hottest things in the company. That years of him not being able to wrestle. And what did they do? They turned him heel and had a bunch of idiots on Twitter saying, oh, you don't understand anything. This is a great heel character. Yes, it is a great heel character. The Daniel Bryan vegan character was great. Yeah, it was a great character. But anyone can play a great heel character in WWE. It's baby faces that they need. It's baby faces they struggle with. And in Daniel Bryan, they had the best baby face they could have wished for. But I'm glad someone, probably maybe Paul Heyman, I know he's on different shows, someone has realised, hey, we need Daniel Bryan to be one of the top baby faces in the company. So, he's a baby face now for a few weeks and he goes out there and has a great match, great baby face match against Adam Cole. Don't know if you can hear that plane flying over my house. Don't know if it's being picked up. Maybe it's heading back to Saudi Arabia. Who knows? Who Knows. Right. So spoke about SmackDown. We've some people say you too you too criticize too much on WWE. But I've just given the props. We had that great come on, I wish this plane would go away. What a bad timing, but the show must go on. Like SmackDown did. It was a great show. Um so yeah, well done to WWE for Triple H, for even for Vince McMahon if you had a part of it. You put on a great show. SmackDown for me, the best SmackDown I've seen this decade. Obviously, that's not very hard because, what, from, say, 2012 to 2016, SmackDown was... It was just canon, wasn't it? Nobody needed to watch that. Um, nobody needed to watch SmackDown, did they, for that period in time. So, right, that's the WWE. Actually, no. Should we talk about... No, I don't really. Do we need to talk about Raw? Ah, oh, go on then. If you if you want to watch Raw, if you like me, you like a lot of people that I know, you don't want to sit through three hours, just watch the Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar stuff. Excellent. Great way to build up their match at Survivor Series. Um, so yeah, go and watch the Rey Mysterio, Brock Lesnar build. Um, Dino, is it Dino Madden, whatever the commentator stood up to Brock Lesnar, F5 through the table, it was just great build up, that opening first 35 minutes of Raw was great build up for the Brock Rey match, the rest of it was... Meh. I didn't really like it. I thought they sort of undid the good work that they did on SmackDown with the NXT guys. The most criminal thing of it all is you've got Matt Riddle. Just another guy brawling with Zack Ryder in the ring. Made me sad. Made me very sad. Right, so 
I think that's all the WWE talk that we need. So I'm just going to quickly talk about some of the other stuff that I watched over the weekend. I I feel like this it needs a whole show for this, but I'm not going to talk about it in great deal. But if you want to go and watch one of the matches of the year, one of the stories of the year, the best video package of the year, sign up to OTT, that's Over the Top Wrestling, on demand. It's about five, six pounds, I can't even think what it is. Subscribe to it, watch their fifth anniversary show, and just watch the masterpiece that was David Starr versus Jordan Devlin. Honestly, just you might know Jordan Devlin from NXT UK if you're not independent wrestling fans, but this is just the best thing in... I'd say it's the best thing out of Japan that I've seen all year in wrestling. It was, for me, it's in my top five matches of the year, but it just shows that it's not just the wrestling that comes into a match, it's everything else, the entrances, the crowd, the video package, the story going into it can really make a match. So, yeah, quick shout-out, go and watch David Starr versus Jordan Devlin on the OTT 5th anniversary show. Right, New Japan. New Japan, they had their last big show before Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, and it breaks my heart to not be able to go to Wrestle Kingdom. I have the tickets purchased. We paid for our tickets, but one by one, everyone that I was meant to go with has pulled out. So, I'm not going to go on my own. I'm tempted to go on my own, but the prices, the flight prices have shot up. They're like $1,000, £800 at the moment. And they were 400 I'm kicking myself for not booking my tickets last April. Um, so instead, we're going to WrestleMania weekend in Tampa. So I can complain about watching WWE and watch some great independent wrestling and just have a good time in the sun. But anyway, so New Japan had power struggle. I was at Charlton watching the mighty Preston North End go to the top of the championship. 1-0 win. Paul Gallagher penalty right in front of us great day but you don't want to hear about that i'm guessing unless you are like me a pne fan so power struggle on the coach down i watched the last three matches at power struggle on my phone um so yeah let's talk about those we had kenta tomohiro ishi that was the first match that i watched really good match kenta it's the best i've seen kenta in years the best definitely the best since he's been back in new japan um but he's in there with ishi who is Possibly the best wrestler in the world. Top five best wrestlers in the world. They had a great match. Is Shibata coming back? Who knows? Then we had Will Ospreay versus Bushi. Probably my favourite match on out of the three. A great, great match. Well, it was very good. Wasn't it? I went 4.25 on this match. Really good. And the biggest thing coming out of this was the return of Hiromu Takahashi. Takahashi has been out... What? What would it be now? About 16 months? I think it's June... June or July 2018, he got that injury at the show in, was it in LA? Yeah, broke it, I think he broke his neck in the match with Dragon Lee. He's finally back. I'm really not sure about the return. It didn't really have the emotion I was hoping for, the reaction that I was hoping for. Um, I thought the return should have been a little bit more memorable than it was. But we get to see Will Ospreay versus Hiromu at Wrestle Kingdom. These two are going to have a great match. If you're a newer New Japan fan and you've not watched any Hiromi matches, let me point you out to a match. If you want to see, you've heard a lot about Hiromi Takahashi and you're thinking, hmm, I don't know, let me let me see a match. I'll point one out to you. Go and watch the Best of the Super Juniors final from 2018. It was just before his injury. He had what was possibly the best match from last year against Ishimori in that final. Unbelievable match. 
Um, so yeah, so we've got Hiromu versus Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. We also have Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom. As I've been talking about for months, we was always going to have that match because they did the angle with Okada at Dominion. And guess what? New Japan always stick to their storylines. Main event, Jay White versus Hiroki Goho. I am sick of seeing this match. If it's not Naito versus Taichi, it's Jay White versus Goto, or it's Okada versus Sonada. Three matches I am sick of seeing in New Japan. This was no different. A boring match between Jay White and Hiroki Goto. Goto? Goto, I mean. Um, Jay White is great at the moment, to be honest, but I'm sick. I don't really just don't like the two together. Um, it's a boring dynamic, and... The angle after the show, I didn't think it was great. wasn't great, but it set up Jay White versus Naito for the IC title and Okada Ibushi for the heavyweight title at Wrestle Kingdom. The winners of those two matches will face each other for both belts the night after on the second night and the losers will face each other in a wooden spoon match. Should we call it a wooden spoon match? That's what it's going to be. So yeah, the Wrestle Kingdom card is already looking fantastic. This show wasn't one of New Japan's strongest. Well, the three main events weren't, but they were still really good matches. You got two matches to go and watch. Kenta versus Ishii and Osprey versus Bushi. Really, really good matches. They're also building up Suzuki against Shingo Avred, which whew, that'll be a great match as well. I'm devastating. I'm not going to Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt a lot, but Hopefully, I'll be able to go next year. Um, right, so as we we're starting to wrap up here, I just really, there was that much news. I just wanted to just plug my mic in and talk about it. I've not got any notes except the AJ Styles interview that I read out. Um, but, well, and the tweet from Seth Rollins. But let's just quickly finish on the MLW pay-per-view from the other night. I've watched two matches from that show. Um, it was to Filthy Tom Lawler against Timothy Thatcher. Great match. Really loved the match. The crowd went into it, but if you just like that style of wrestling, like I do, you'll love it. If you like your blood sport type of wrestling, then definitely check this match out. And then the main event was LA Park versus Fatu. Oh, Jacob Fatu is going to be a star. He's like a He's like, he reminds, he was going to remind everyone of Umaga, but he's just great. He's great. Um, the match with LA Park was just like, was sort of the crazy match you'd expect to see on a Joey Janela spring break show, a Triple H, Triple H, Triple A show. Um, it was just crazy match. Blade job in, it was just mental. Uh, so yeah, go and check those two matches out. They were really good. So yeah, it's been a hectic weekend. A hectic weekend in the wrestling world. What's next? What's next? Well, I'll be recording WWE versus AEW Week 6, because at the time of recording, Dynamite is tonight, NXT is tonight. It'll be interesting to see how the ratings go. Will NXT get a higher rating now that some of their talent were on Fox on Friday night? I'm not sure if they will, but we will see. We'll see, so make sure you look out for that in your feeds, WWE versus AEW Episode 6. That'll probably be dropping on Friday, and me... I'm off. I'm off for a week. I will be heading to the Canary Islands for a bit of sun. Get me out of the cold. Um, yeah, a nice week away with my little girl. Um, so, yeah, I'll sneak off at some point and watch Full Gear on Sunday. Bit gutted I can't watch that live. Hopefully, somebody will be able to give you a show. I'm going to see if Danny will be able to give you a show on that. But if not, I will definitely be talking about the show when I am back. Um, as for WWE versus AEW, 
I'll still be doing next week's show, but it'll just be about three or four days late. I'm only going for a week, um, so next week there will probably be no po- no podcasting from me, certainly, but I'm hoping to get Danny to do a show on full gear. So if you're listening, Danny, go on. You know you want to. I know you don't like the solo shows, but... I'd like you to do it. But if you can't do it, it's absolutely fine. So that's it. We talked about all the wrestling news in this crazy week in wrestling. It's only going to carry on in it as we head towards full gear on Saturday. We've got Survivor Series weekend a week later, two weeks later maybe. Um, December's usually a bit of a quiet time. But with these Wednesday Night Wars, it'll keep us going, leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, leading up to the Royal Rumble and on to WrestleMania. So hope you're enjoying the shows. Subscribe. Retweet the show, like the show, give us a five-star rating, just support the show, I hope you're enjoying the show, do my best to give you the best opinions possible, the most honest opinions possible, as I've said, I'm not one to beat around the bush, I will tell you what I am thinking. So, subscribe to Neutral Wrestling, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, the show must go on, ladies and gentlemen. I will speak to you on episode 6 of WWE versus AEW. And after that, I will be back from my one-week break. See you later, everyone. Thanks for listening. It is appreciated.